The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. hello to all our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. Isn't that right, Dr. Fleck? All around the world. Absolutely. You know, it's so nice that the weather is getting warmer, right? (laughs) Everywhere. You know, with warmer weather, people are always making plans. And just last week, some of my friends told me about their late summer travel plans in which they were hoping, subtly hoping that I would volunteer to take care of their dogs. They had mentioned the dogs nonchalantly and needing care for them while they were away. But instead of ignoring them, I just told them up front, I can't too busy this summer. You know, I think having a dog is a full time responsibility and you can't always expect friends or neighbors to help out. Sometimes you have to find quality professionals. Isn't that right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you were stuck with that a few times from friends, right? Mm -hmm. Especially for vet care services. There's also boarding facilities and there's good quality boarding facilities. Yeah. And that's what I had said to them. I said, you know, the best thing is now you have plenty of time to find help for your pooches. Unfortunately, it just isn't going to be me. And I think sometimes you have to say, no matter how much you love the dog, you just have to be upfront and say, yeah, no. And just move the conversation along. Has this happened to you guys? Well, I want to know. How do you say no to somebody? What do you do, Dr. Fleck, when people, kind of your friends, kind of expect free vet care? Or relatives, I should say. Do they ever expect free vet care? I don't think they really expect it. I think that they expect me to provide the highest quality service. (laughs) (laughs) But you do anyway. That's part of, you know, that's part of your So that's what makes it easy. That's what makes it easy. Yeah, but I mean, there are times that you kind of look the other way for... A oh, nephew, of course. I sure do. But then, you know, uh, times are tough. They make money and you, you know, you got to get paid for your services. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. I just That's just an awkward conversation. I just don't, don't even deal with it. Well, the reason it is an awkward, I mean, that's exactly why I brought it up because it is an awkward conversation. I mean, I've done it once. I took care of the dogs. That First of all, the dogs are not used to a walking routine. And I walk my dogs, so I walk their dogs because they were going to be home for three or four days alone. And it was a burden. I mean, every morning walking, you know, six or seven dogs, and it was it was too much for me. But anyway, let's move on with the show. So what are we going to talk about this week? Well, this week in the show, we're going to talk about a handicapped dog that has overcome the odds and inspired so many. That's going to be and tell me something good. Okay, well, our favorite horse racing journalist, Steve Haskin, is joining us. Steve is enlightening us about the outcome of the Kentucky (laughs) Derby. Derby. I mean, you have to kind of laugh because a horse that got into the Derby on Derby Day, a little after nine o'clock, almost 10 hours later, pulls off a win at number 21. But a true American story. Absolutely. Well, in Celebrity Pet News, I talk about the Mother's Day gift that Russell Wilson 
bought his wife, Sierra. And in Flex Facts, I talk about choo, sneezing. sneezing. Do you remember a few years ago, we had a media researcher named Jessica Gall Myrick. She was from Indiana University, and she joined us to talk about her study about watching cat videos. Do you kind of remember that? Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, her study revealed that participants in the survey said they felt more energetic and more positive after watching cat-related online media than they had before tuning in. They also reported feeling fewer negative emotions, including anxiety, annoyance, and sadness after viewing their favorite internet cats. But it's important to note that not all cat videos are charming. Some actually send mixed messages about cat ownership. For example, a video about a cat's conflict with her owner's boyfriend. The cat is swatting and growling at the owner's boyfriend because it's all about a pillow, folks. After seeing the same problem over and over again, we realized that the video is about feline aggression. So we asked feline behaviorist Beth Edelman to join us to talk about the video. Hey, Beth, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Well, Beth, you know, we actually had you on the show because we want to hear your expert opinion about this cat video. <laughs> this cat video, I find it very disturbing. So <laughs> tell us more, expert. Yeah, that's exactly right. Tell us more. <laughs> we, we found it disturbing too. Describe the video. Okay, so this is a video of, of um, a woman whose boyfriend comes over and interacts with her cat and in ways that, that are inappropriate. And I'm, I, it seems like he's very well-intentioned and he never says anything mean about the cat. So very well-intentioned but inappropriate. And the cat responds aggressively. And in, over the course of the video, the aggression escalates. So many times we see videos like that and people think these are amusing, but these are really problematic. So I guess what I want to ask you is just identify the problem. Okay. So the first thing is I want to just repeat what you said, which is this is not funny because the cat is terrified and the people are in danger. A cat bite is no joke. The problem is that the cat is giving very clear signals, very clear signals that say, don't touch me, don't touch my stuff. And the people are not respecting those signals in a nutshell. Do you get that, Dr. Fleck? I, I do, but I have to digress a bit here. And I think about my visiting and examining the feline in my office. And uh, I really don't have much of an opportunity to ask about changing the behavior of, of the kitty if there's aggressiveness involved because they just seem to be so focused on wanting to be aggressive. I have more of the opportunity in doing that with the canine with the help of the, of the, um, the canine pet owner. But I've really noticed that with cats, it's almost a rever irreversible sort of a situation. So how should the couple try to change their behavior? Well, and I understand that in the veterinary office, you have to examine the cat. You have to touch the cat and handle the cat for the cat's own good. I absolutely understand that. But in your home, if the cat doesn't want your boyfriend to touch him, there's no reason for your boyfriend to touch him. It's not the veterinary office where touch is required. 
I think this boyfriend wants to make a good impression. I mean, I don't think he <laughs> dislikes the cat. I mean, he keeps going over and over to the cat, but the cat wants no part of it. And also one of the other problems is, you know, we talk about um, this was a feral cat. He was brought into the home and the cat sleeps on that pillow next to the owner when the boyfriend's not there. Right. Beth? Right. Right. So I guess what's the bottom line here? I mean, what what can they do? So the bottom line is that the boyfriend who has good intentions should be interacting with the cats in a way that the cat finds acceptable. So that means offering treats to the cat and not from his hand, but at a distance, offering treats at a distance. So instead of the cat saying, gosh, when this guy comes, he just gropes me all over. <laughs> the cat says, gosh, when this guy comes, he offers me treats. I like him. So offering treats at a distance, which means you can just skitter them across the floor or put one on the bed and back away. Offering treats at a distance, offering play, with toys that are on long strings. So again, not requiring the cat to be touched or to get close. So that's the first thing, offering things the cat's like at a distance. And the second thing is when the cat sleeps on that pillow, then that's that cat's pillow. And you have to respect that. So when the boyfriend comes over, maybe the answer is to have a little perch next to the bed on the woman's side and the pillow sits on the perch. We're up against a break. So hang on with us and and come back and we'll pick up the conversation in our next segment. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Julia with Tevra Pet, and today I'm going to be talking about Tevra Pet Muscle Relief Gel. First developed for racehorses at Churchill Downs, this powerful muscle relief formula features a potent blend of pure green-lipped muscles sourced from New Zealand. Tevra Pet Muscle Relief Gel helps improve mobility with quick and powerful results. This product works great for senior dogs, like Skye. Tevra Pet. Happy tails start here. Online at tevrapet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Now you know what your dog feels like waiting for you to go on your daily walk. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Hey, we're back on the Pet Buzz. Well, Beth, you know, we actually had you on the show because we want to hear your expert opinion about this cat video. Yes. And, you know, the bottom line is also, I think when you have aggression like this that is escalating despite your well intentions, what that means is that there's a lot going on here that you don't understand. And to say, oh, this cat is spicy is not true because cats are not naturally aggressive with animals, us, that are bigger than them. 
So that is not a normal behavior for a cat to be aggressive with an animal that's bigger than them. They only do that when they're really scared. So if you don't know how to de-escalate this situation, you need to talk to a professional. You need professional help because cat bites are no joke. <laughs> there are no joke. I mean, a lot of people have got, I mean, people in rescue, as you know, a lot of people get bitten by cats and they end up with cats catching fever. They end up in the hospital not necessarily for a few days, but sometimes weeks at a time. On IV drips. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've been bitten by cats, Dr. Flood. Not very frequently, thank goodness. I thought that we might talk about separate but equal visitation times. <laughs> well, they're not, they're, they're not married, nor are they divorced. So separate but equal visitation times. But I think he can have separate. He can throw the cat the treats <laughs> and he could play with the toy. I just, you know what I think, really? I think that for me, I think the big issue here was people watch these videos and sometimes they think that they're hysterical. And this is not mm. a hysterical situation. No. And I understand why, you know, if she put up and said, look, what kind of advice? But the couple doesn't even recognize that there's a problem. And for me, that's like, the biggest part, that's the problem. They don't know there's a problem. They have no idea there's a problem. That's very true. And the truth is that, as I said, aggression, especially aggression against humans, is not normal behavior. So anytime you're seeing aggression against humans, your cat is really frightened. No animal would attack an animal six times their size unless they were really, really frightened. So this is not normal. I also, you know, I want to talk a little bit about petting because I live in New York City. I will just say I'm in crowded situations all the time. If people touch me in the subway without my consent, I might get aggressive. <laughs> I might get quite aggressive, even against someone bigger than me. So touch without consent. Mm, something to think about when you're dealing with all kinds of animals, including humans, cats, dogs, everything. You know, Touch without consent, not good. Not good. <laughs> I think it's kind of hard for us because when we think of, you know, Hayden, he was like a lovely cat, you know, and he was easy to handle. But also Caden came from, you know, a breeder who constantly handled him. He was a show cat. Um, and then he was shown in premiership. So he was constantly handled by different people every week and, of course, adored and anybody who came to visit us. Well, don't forget, too, Hayden approached people. Mm -hmm. And like Beth is saying, she didn't ask for anybody to approach her. They decided to approach her by themselves. Uh, so if the kitty were to approach somebody, it's probably more likely to be friendly to that person right off the bat. I think that's correct, Beth. Absolutely, that is correct. When the cat comes to you, by all means, the cat's saying, hey, pay yeah. attention to me. You can touch me. Yeah. But when you touch in that video, the guy touches the cat and the cat hisses and swats at him and shows her teeth. It's like, how much clearer could that be? <laughs> I don't want you to touch me. I don't want you to touch me. You know, it's kind of like that old joke, you know. Doctor, it hurts when I go like this. And then the doctor says, don't go like this. <laughs> doctor, the, the cat bites me when I touch him. Well, then don't touch him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know what? I, I think that this was tremendous exercise because, you know, sometimes people don't write in. 
with their problems. Well, so if anybody is, but they're listening to us and we always like with Beth, we're going to give her, her her website at the end. You know, there's probably people out there that would love to have your expert opinion and your approach on this thing. So why don't you in ending our interview, give us your website. So these people could have an opportunity, you know, Dr. Fleck, that is a great idea. Yeah. You know, so here about, hey, here's what we're going to do. And hopefully you'll join in, Beth. If, um, watch the video on our social media channels and tell us if your cat is aggressive too and describe how he acts out, okay? And we're going to allow one lucky listener who has a problem similar to get expert advice gratis, free, from feline behaviorist Beth Edelman. How about that? Did you ask her if that was okay? Did I ask her if that was okay? <laughs> she did. She did. I did. I can't take advantage of a dream team member now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think that would be perfect. So if anyone can actually videotape it or take a picture of it, post it on our feeds, they can also write to us, a team at the Pet Buzz. They can tell us their problem. It might be with kids. It might be with a spouse. It might be with a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other. Or maybe they run a home business and people come into their, right, Beth? Because more and more people have home businesses. Beth will read your problem and provide you with a response or maybe even a phone call. I think that's, I think that's a tremendous offer for anybody who's having similar problems. And I'm sure there's some people that are having those kind of problems that are part of our listening audience. Fantastic. Well, everybody, you're going to want to stick around a little later in the show but first we got to get beth's website because that's really important yeah so it's beth edelman.wixsite.com slash cat behavior okay great and you'll be able to catch that on our website right, right. we're going to put that yeah. up so people can check out beth's website you know write a post because i personally remembered what she said beth edelman the rest of it i didn't remember that's, that's why we got to put it all up. Well, you want to stick around because a little later in the show, I'm talking in Global Pet News, why one woman lived in a phone booth in China with her dog. And then, of course, we always have Tell Me Something Good. We want to end the show on an inspirational note. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Hey, well, now it's time for Celebrity Pet News. Brace yourselves for big news. We're going to the place where all the action is. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. You, you, you ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Former Seattle Seahawk Russell Wilson gave his wife singer Sierra the sweetest surprise for Mother's Day. The couple added a new member to their family. The superstar couple added a puppy to their new home and the name is fitting for the quarterback's new team. The couple decided to name the new puppy Bronco after his new team, the Denver Broncos. And in her Instagram post, Sierra wrote that the kids call the dog Bronco Love Brownie. It's kind of a chocolate covered little little dog. Very cute. I think that's kind of fitting. You know, a lot of people like to name their dogs after their sports teams. It's mm -hmm. kind of hard when you I mean, I don't. Are, have you ever known any dogs named Spartan? Mm -hmm. yeah. Sparty. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Hey, it's Dr. Mike Fleck back with you here on the Pet Buzz with the popular movement to save our environment, our precious beef, and especially our barbecued steaks may be in line for extinction. According to current biology, 
Cows don't make an effort to restrict their urine to any one particular place. The article also confirms that cow's pee is a greenhouse gas, maybe 300 times more potent than carbon monoxide and 10 times more than methane. So University of Auckland in New Zealand to the rescue. They taught cows to be potty trained and use a latrine instead of the pasture. So in the future, mobile toilets in the pasture might become as visible as windmills. Contain the pee, neutralize the greenhouse gas, and hooray, we keep our stinks. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Now it's time for some global pet news. And now, Pet Buzz news from around the globe. Sometimes, you know, you just gotta do what you gotta do to survive. So I found this amazing kind of story, and it came along with pictures. So a migrant worker in Shanghai, China, resorted to living in a telephone booth. For a month. Now we're talking about the English style telephone booths. They're kind of big. They're red. So after having difficulty securing a job amid the city's strict lockdown, that's where she went to live. So according to Esquire China Magazine, which published a photo diary of the woman last week, the unnamed woman, she's in her 50s. She lived in this tiny little home with her dog since April in a series of pictures. And mainly these pictures were sourced by a nearby resident. The woman can be actually seen stationed at the red phone booth, hanging up her laundry, playing with her dog, washing her hair. I mean, it's just so crazy. I made sure I put the pictures up on social media. So in April, at the end of April, the local authorities kicked her out of the space. And in the end, she didn't take any of her belongings with her. She just hugged her puppy, walked away barefoot and headed south. The story immediately went viral, like most stories do these days, on the Twitter-like platform called Weibo. Do you remember we talked about that uh, Shiba Inu who they placed on Weibo and all these people went crazy for like 30 hours trying to bid on this dog? Do you remember that? Yeah, that's Weibo. So, and this was the title. Shanghai woman and her dog live in a phone booth for a month. It garnered about 60 million views. When asked about her living status, she said, I choose to live in the phone booth because it's quiet. And even though it's only one square meter, it's free. You don't have to share it with other people. And she said, I quite like it. Additionally, she said there was a power socket nearby so she could plug in the electric kettle to boil water, cook instant noodles and wash her hair. The public toilets were sealed off, obviously, due to COVID and the strict lockdowns in China. So she went to the bathroom in a plastic bag given to her by sanitation workers. I know it's not the best, but she did. She tried to be considerate. And the woman told the outlet she had lived in this iterant manner in Shanghai for the last 20 years. But here's the real kicker. 
She has a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering and used to work in the export business years ago. She says that she's very simple and her life is not bad now. She has food, she dresses warmly, and she's healthy. She even admitted that her COVID tests are okay. She just forgot to add that she had four-legged companionship in this whole situation. I mean, the phone booth is so tiny, so she must have sat up at night with the dog in her lap, right? I don't know how she did it. I mean, boiling water on the street, wash. I mean, where do you think she washed up? I mean, the public toilets are closed. Maybe she put up a, like a blanket um, around the telephone booth with some tape or something and then just washed up. Yeah, I'm just not sure it's a view I'd like to view. I know, especially from the woman who took pictures from her apartment window above. But like I said, it just goes to show you people will do anything to survive. And we're seeing, you know, we're seeing a lot more people. I mean, a few weeks ago, I was washing the dog beds at a laundry and I met a gal and we started talking and she lives in a mobile home. More people are moving into mobile homes because especially here in Florida, which is becoming one of the most expensive places to live, people want to be mobile. They don't really want to buy a house they can't afford it apartment living is outrageous rents here went up 27 percent. more people are coming to our state not only for the warm weather but for the no state income tax status so a lot more people i mean i even saw a gal who had a van outfitted and what she does when she takes a shower she opens the back doors she has a drop down shower curtain and uh and, ba- and that's how she bathes and she's 25 years old So I think we're going to see a lot more transient people, not to this level. I mean, this woman is definitely homeless, educated, but homeless. It's crazy how people live these days, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely Mm -hmm. crazy. And now it's time for Flex Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. So, Dr. Fleck, what are we going to talk about today? Sneezing. you. <laughs> Just like humans, dogs sneeze for lots of reasons. Some sneezes are more serious than others, of course. And there are many reasons dogs sneeze, ranging from playful behavior and com- communication to more serious reasons with health concerns. So, give us some reasons why dogs would sneeze around this time of the year. Seasonal allergies, just like people. In the spring, sometimes dogs sneeze because of the excessive pollen. And give me a few other reasons. Well, brachiocephalic breeds. They're popular, right? So many people have them. Yeah, and what those are, of course, are the ones with the pushed-in face, such as like a Boston or... A pug. A pug. English bulldog, super popular. English bulldogs, absolutely. But they actually have more difficulty breathing because of the shape of their muzzle and their throat. So these breeds, including pugs, Pekingese, Bulldogs, Boston Terriers. English Toy Spaniels. English Toy Spaniels. They have compressed nasal passages that make them more likely to sneeze. You mentioned health problems. Talk to us about some health problems. Well, sneezing is actually healthy because the body is doing what it needs to do. It can also be a symptom of mild health conditions like a cold. But sometimes it can be a sign of more serious teeth or nasal passage problems. There may be a nasal obstruction that could range from pieces of grass 
to maybe even a cancerous tumor in that nasal cavity. If your dog is frequently sneezing and experiencing nasal discharges or maybe appears to be in pain while sneezing, they need to be seen by a vet. So keep an eye out for any unusual behaviors paired with frequent sneezes like bleeding or frequently pawing at the nose. Frequent sneezes could mean that there is something obstructing that nasal passage that needs to be examined by the vet. Hunting dogs are a high risk of getting unusual items stuck up in their snout since they're always investigating the outdoors. So it's a good idea to check their snout daily in case leaves, twigs, or other outdoor fragments are stuck inside. And deep sneezes that come from the chest can be a sign of a medical condition like a cold. In rare cases, nasal infections or nasal mites may be to blame. While sneezing is usually normal, you shouldn't hesitate to consult your vet if you think something is wrong. Okay, you know what? What about reverse sneezes? Well, you know, reverse sneezes, those are like sudden and repeated inhalations through the nose. It's a reaction to inflammation or irritants or even excitement. Reverse sneezes are very common to toy breeds like terriers and to my ex Labrador, hmm. Studley. Anything else, Dr. Fleck? That's all the Flex fact for the week. Great segment. So many people wonder about dog sneezing, especially when their dogs engage in reverse dog sneezing. I always found that to be a big thing with Cocker Spaniels. Yeah, Cocker Spaniels. I think it's across all the breeds, but clearly the brachiocephalic breeds, the uh, Mm pushed-in faces, they're the ones that have it the most. Well, up next, I bet you can't wait for my I Like You for the Week. Great segment, Dr. Fluff. Great segment. Does your dog have digestive issues? Does your dog get stressed during travel? Vitality is committed to stopping the runs. Stop the Runs is a complex composition of natural extracts that help to regulate gut activity. Stop the Runs chewables feature Diadog technology, a natural blend of pectin, prebiotics, bentonite, and electrolytes. Diadog is the number one anti-diarrhea solution in Europe. It works fast to stop acute diarrhea. You and your dog will feel relief. And we all know there's nothing acute about diarrhea. All you need is veterinarian recommended Stop the Runs chewables. Just feed as a single chew to get your dog's stool back to normal. As a treat or crumbled on top of food, dogs love the taste. So Stop the Runs with Vitality's Stop the Run chewables, promoting firm stools across the globe. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Hi, Dr. Michael Fleck back with you on Pet Buzz Plus. You've just learned your pet has been diagnosed with cancer, a malignant mast cell tumor, which is as deadly as melanoma in people. Fear, panic, and extreme anxiety enters our life because until now, treatment has been limited to surgical removal of the tumor followed by radiation and chemotherapy. But a brand new treatment has just been authorized by the FDA, which is simply an injection of Stelfonta directly into the tumor. 
Studies have shown Stelfanta to be 75% effective. This is truly a game changer for your pet. Treating the cancer without surgery, anesthesia, with minimal recovery, and it's affordable. We posted more about Stelfanta, the life-saving affordable cancer treatment, on thepetbuzz.com. For Pet Buzz Plus, I'm Dr. Michael Flack. Let's kick this segment off with my I Like You of the Week. That's the way it has to be, because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. So I want to talk about home test kits. You know, home test kits are becoming increasingly popular due to their convenience and non-invasive collection. So while I was at Global Pet Expo, I found a company. It's called Coastline Global. And they manufacture and market globally patented products for veterinary, laboratory, and pet industries. So for cats, they offer three products. One is a checkup. It's a quick and reliable testing method to observe the general wellness of your cat through an at-home urine testing. It detects glucose, protein, pH, and blood in the urine. Then the second is the kit for cat. It's a patented hydrophobic litter, which actually is made with natural sand that keeps the cat urine on top, enabling stress-free urine collection samples. And then the last was a variety of testing strips, which test UTIs, diabetes, detection of blood, kidney condition, and more. What I thought was that the prices were great. They were anywhere from $14.95 to $19.95, and you could find them at Amazon, Walmart, Chewy, and Jeffers. They're also testing kits for dogs. But even, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me, Dr. Fleck, but even if you test, you still have to follow up with a laboratory test from your veterinarian. Yeah, especially when I'm looking at this and we're talking about diabetes because diabetes doesn't show up in the urine with cats or with dogs until it's at a very excessive high level. So that wouldn't be necessarily a good interpretation. Well, I could, I mean, I don't have a copy of the test. I thought it was really cool, but they probably have various testing so you know what the levels of the cat are. Okay. Okay. More information, coastlineglobal.com. So after the KY Derby 148, Rich Strikes owner Richard Dawson said, what planet is this? Are you sure this isn't a dream? Perhaps a dream for some, a nightmare for others. <laughs> and joining us to talk post-derby is the one and only Steve Haskin. Steve is our go-to guest for horse racing analysis. Currently, he writes for Secretariat.com. Hey, Steve, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Nice to be here. We always love having you. Oh, yeah, we do, especially this week. <laughs> exactly. So quick question. I have, I, have, I, have, I have some new pets, I think. We just moved into a new condo. And we've got a, a chipmunk running around our porch and a squirrel. Uh, uh, do, they, do they constitute being pets? Sure. If you feed them and you watch them every day, like your birds. Well, I got, well I got, I'm debating I got... it. I'm, my wife might kill me if I do, but uh, they seem to have made a home on our porch. They like it. They were probably there before you got there. Oh, sure they were. There's also a groundhog that goes under our porch. Hey. But I, but I, don't, know if that, I don't know if they would make good pets. 
Well, I mean, I have the birds in my front yard who come by and visit. But anyway, we got to ask Kentucky Derby questions. We got to get. Sure, go right ahead. Okay, so while the 2020 Kentucky Derby winner wasn't wasn't what we expected, (laughs) so how did a thirty thousand dollar horse get to the winner's circle this year? Well, (laughs) the same way a million dollar horse gets there, just peak on the right day and 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 get lucky, you know. These days, the price of a horse means nothing. And look at Medina Spirit last year. He sold for $1,000. Um, you know, I mean, the way this horse got into the race and the trip that he got, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that the Derby gods were, were guiding him. They were behind all this. It's just a story that was meant, it was a story that was meant to be. And, you know, he, he was getting good at the right time. And for me personally, you know, I spent four and a half months doing my derby rankings every week, put a lot of work into it every single week. And not only that I never, ever mentioned his horse, I never heard of him until the day before the race. <laughs> <laughs> and he got in the race and I said, oh, really? Well, and we, who, who is that? I mean, I had no clue who that horse was. None. You know, I read your so, I read uh, your article and I thought it was so funny. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, the groom or one of the gals knew that the horse was in the race and the owners were like, yeah, we might as well pack it up and go home. They told us the security guard told us to pack it up. <laughs> and then she comes back and she says, no, no, don't go anywhere. They'll come and tell you. Yeah, well, the, tra- no, the, tra- the track told the security guard to leave. They said, well, they're not getting in a race. So, so they lost their security guard. And they they told them, they said, you're not getting in. So they said, all right, well, we'll go to Belmont. And everybody was disappointed. And then it took uh, the pony girl yes, wound up calling girl. him up. The pony girl called him up and said, don't go anywhere. <laughs> so you're, in, you're in the race. And he said, what are you talking about? They just told me I'm not in the race. Right. We let so the, uh, the best the best line was Wayne. The best line was Wayne Lucas. Wayne Lucas. Yeah, they, they asked Wayne Lucas about the race and uh, what, what he thought of the winner, and he says, uh, "He said I'm, I'm going to expect uh, I'm going to expect my ten percent." If he didn't scratch <laughs> Ethereal Road, uh, the horse, the, the, the Kentucky Derby has a totally different story. You know, I don't know Wayne Lucas very well. I've met him a few times. He's a very tall, serious-looking chap. So for him to say that, I'm sure he people just started laughing. I mean, well, he's, you, know. you know, he's Wayne's got a, he, he he does have a sense of humor. He's he's 86 years old. You know, he, he had a chance. He had won the Kentucky Oaks the day before, and he had the horse. I didn't I didn't like his horse's chances, but that obviously that means nothing <laughs> because I certainly didn't like this horse's chances. Listen, both race callers, the track caller and the NBC race caller. Both totally missed him. They called his name. They called his name after he had stuck his head in front and was drawing away. And they said, "Whoa!" They said, "You know." And they, they then they both went crazy. And uh, you know, and one of the race, the track caller goes, "You know," he shouts out, "Oh my goodness!" Like, wh- where did he come from? They're calling. They're calling epicenter and holding and Zandon and, and simplification. And and Bo Donegal rallying on the outside. Uh, oh, and his hot, uh, his rich strike. Meanwhile, he was already he's ready in front. <laughs> what a great American story, though. But Steve, give us an analysis of the race. What what was the game changing move in your opinion? Well, the main thing was the pace. I mean, the first quarter, twenty one three and a half and forty five and one were insane. 
I mean, the first quarter was the fastest opening quarter in the history of the Derby. So, I mean, that just about killed off any of the horses that were close to the pace. It actually shows you what a good race that Epicenter and Zandon ran. Because if you look, if you take a look and said, horses within eight lengths of the leader at the half mile pole, eight lengths Mm -hmm. were beaten. 10 lengths, 15 and three quarter lengths, 17 and three quarter lengths, 18 and a quarter lengths, 19 and a quarter lengths, 20, 28, 42 and three quarters, 57 and 64 and a half lengths. And these two horses were running fifth and seventh, and they were beating three quarters of a length and a length and a half. So they were right, still right there. But everybody else absolutely died off that pace. And it set it up for, uh, for a horse to come from way out of it. Listen, the, you know, the fourth horse was 12 lengths out of it. The fifth horse was 17 lengths out of it. The sixth horse was 18 lengths out of it. So, that you know, that's everybody was closing. It was set up perfectly. And he got, he got the dream trip and a great ride. I mean, he went between horses, and then he, he went through a pretty narrow, narrow opening that uh, was just there, and he went through it. And then the whole rail opened up. So he went to the rail. And then there was a horse in front of him who drifted right off the rail and let him all by himself. Then there was a horse tiring Messier in the stretch, and he was able to go around him. Uh, if you look at it from the aerial view, and was like, wow, I mean, what a trip. It reminded me a lot of the trip that Street Sense got back in 2007, and to some degree also, Mind That Bird in 2009. Both came from way out of it and just found every single hole. That's why... It's, it was the Derby gods. The Derby gods just—they <laughs> were—they were—they were intent on making this happen. You know, the Derby gods are responsible for the rain or the not rain, and they're responsible for the winners. I mean, I gotta say, it was totally crazy. I mean, the pace was set so that, like, like seconds into the race, you could see almost a minute. You could see the horses getting tired. Well, Steve, we're up against a break, so hang on with us and and come back and we'll pick up the conversation in our next segment. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Hi, pet parents. I'm Julia from Tevra Brands, and today I want to tell you about Tevra Pet Activate 2, a vet-quality solution for your dogs that protects them against nasty pests, including fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes. So what makes Tevra Pet Activate 2 so special? Well, not all flea and tick products are created equal, and the Tevra team wants to help you make the right choice for your fur baby. Tevra Pet Activate 2 compares to the leading vet brand Canine Advantix 2, recommended by veterinarians for years. We like that Activate 2 kills and repels without your dog getting bit. Plus, the medicine never enters their bloodstream. But the thing we like most is it protects your pets from pests and the diseases that they carry with the same ingredients as Canine Advantix 2, but it costs less. That makes Activate 2 a win-win for you and your dog. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. And we thank Tevra Brands for being a proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. We're back on the Pet Buzz with Steve Haskett, our favorite horse racing journalist, talking about KY Derby 148. Well, you want me to tell you how tired they got, by the way? The opening quarter, like I said, was the fastest in history. The half-mile fraction was second fastest. The the three-quarters 
was ninth fastest. The mile was 31st fastest. And the final time was 52nd fastest. So they, <laughs> I could say that that's pace slowed down quite a bit. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned Mind That Bird because I was talking to Johnny Ivalo, who, as you know, uh, works for DraftKings now. He was the uh, bookmaker at the Win in various uh, places in Vegas for such a long time. And we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago about uh, should you bet on a long shot? And I, you know, I always think you should. Since Mind That Bird, I always think you should bet on the long shot. I mean, long shots have potential. But did I expect that long shot to win? H to the no. No, that was, you know, Mind That Bird was another, was another crazy story. I mean, they wound up making a movie out of it, which actually was a very good movie, you know, 50 to 1. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was very well done. I mean, it was, it was really a good movie. And I can certainly see a movie made of this. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I don't know what he's going to do in the future. I don't know if he's ever going to have to. Listen, there's only one, there's only one race the Derby God's working through. That's the Kentucky Derby. After that, right. you're on your own. <laughs> okay, so uh, Rich Strike. I want to say strike it, Rich. Rich Strike. Okay, he's on his way to the Preakness. What do you think? What do you think's going to happen? How do you think he's going to do? Yeah, it's going to be tough. The Preakness is more conducive to speed. Uh, Epicenter is definitely running now, and if he runs back to his race, then he's going to be very, very tough. you got to remember, he went six weeks be- between the Louisiana Derby and the Kentucky Derby, so he's ready to come back in two weeks because he had a break before the Kentucky Derby. Um, listen, Rich Black is getting good, but again, he's going to have to depend on a very fast pace, and you know, and, and horse is collapsing. Simplification is coming back after running a really good fourth. Chad Brown's got early voting, who was a speed horse, and he's going to be tough in there. Um, I, I think he's, I mean, he's, he's going to run well, but I don't know if he can beat a horse like Epicenter, but I can certainly see him coming in the money. But he better not be uh, 18 lengths back early. I think this horse likes the rail, so I think a lot will depend on his post position and then what happens on the track that day, the pace, and if there are any openings. Well, exactly. Yeah, he's going to have to get lucky again. I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't want. I would not want to be the pony rider who leads him back to the winner's circle if he wins. <laughs> I know that guy was having such a hard time with him. I mean, I you know, I thought maybe you know after I checked out his groom who had the braids and everything, I thought maybe he was like listening to some rap music. He's the bad boy of the Kentucky Derby. He just wouldn't. He, well, the thing is, going going to the post, going to the post before the race, he was biting the pony girl's leg. And he and he was biting and he was biting the uh, the uh, the pony rider's leg, you know, coming back. He wasn't just trying to savage the the pony. He was going after uh, he was going after the uh, the the, the, rider, the rider, the pony too. rider as well. Yeah. You know? and, and the thing is, like I said, I spoke to his uh, his exercise rider who's been with him since November. First thing he told me, he says he he does not like ponies. I said, uh, yeah, I guess I guess we saw that. <laughs> Obviously. Well, I think his theme song should be Bad Boys. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gonna He do? said he's not a bad boy. He said he's just, he said, you know, who knows, but he said he's just very playful. He, uh, ever since he was young, I spoke to April Mayberry, who, who broke uh-huh. him, and, he, and he, was, he was very playful and goofy back then. So, I, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know that he's mean because he doesn't really try and bite you if you're by his barn or you go, you know, by him. He doesn't no, bite you. He's but- just got a thing about ponies. And I guess he associates the pony rider with the pony, but I mean, on he just the way back doesn't to the like ponies. Circle, but on the way back to the winter circle, he just wouldn't give up. It wasn't like he was like, you know, dancing no. around, having a good time. He was serious. You know what I mean? 
So that's okay. He's yeah, got and the a thing is, this is a, well, this is a, this is a horse that just ran a mile and a quarter. By the way, you think he'd be too tired to start biting the pony? <laughs> I told you, he's a bad boy. Yeah, you know, he's ready to go around again. You know, something yeah. uh, that you know that horse was, uh, was was certainly full of energy going back. Well, Steve, we got to go. We always love having you. We're going to have you come back because we want to talk about the Preakness. Right, Dr. Fleck? We sure do. Be interesting to see. That's the fun race. The Preakness is the fun race. Uh, That's the one race I miss covering. It's always fun, especially especially eating uh, uh, crab cakes and crab soup every night. Hey, Steve. Thanks for giving us this great report from this last race of the Kentucky Derby. The interesting race of the Kentucky Derby, and we really yeah, do, yeah, and we really do look forward to <laughs> reading your unique insight as we move towards the Preakness on Secretariat.com. Well, it's nice being here. Enjoy the Preakness, whatever happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, You're not getting any predictions from me, that's for sure. No predictions from Steve. <laughs> Well, once again, that was Steve Haskett, our favorite horse racing journalist. He is listed on the National Museum of <laughs> Racing Hall of Fame's Meteor Roll. Steve, that was great. Thanks. Only you. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. So, I just moved in with this family, and it's embarrassing. The little one, he likes to go outside and crawl around in the giant litter box. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I was born and I knew how to use the litter box. That's disgusting. I really hope he grows out of this for his sake. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. And Your attention, please. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something good. Let's end the show with Tell Me Something Good. Well, Boone, he's a four-year-old hound mix. He began his life being abused and abandoned. Now the therapy dog helps people and special needs dogs everywhere overcome the setbacks just like he did. You know, this is really horrible. And it, 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 it actually, when I read it, it brought tears to my eyes. Boone's original owners, Doc, they cut off his legs and dropped him off at a local shelter to be euthanized. The staff just couldn't do it. They just saw something in him and they just didn't do it. He was found, um, to be a foster by a gal named Tanya Diable. And she's the founder of Joey Paw, a nonprofit that provides funding for over 700 dogs in need of prosthetics and wheelchairs. So she found Boone through Facebook and she knew she had the skill set and the resources to help this dog recover. She decided to foster Boone along her six special needs dogs. But soon after Boone came to live with her, she knew she was going to be a foster failure. She said the dog just had something special. Once he healed and he passed his therapy dog certification, he began volunteering at the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh International Airport. More airports have therapy dogs working there to calm people in this crazy time, as well as people who are afraid to fly. And Diable said that Boone's calm personality always helps people who are scared of dogs, especially children. When they see him, they're just not so scared. So beyond his work as a therapy dog, she also 
brings joy through Boone Joy, I should say, through his Instagram account, which is full of photos of the smiley cup wearing his signature bow ties. He supposedly has 350 of them when he goes out and brings smiles to people's faces. She even he even inspired her to write a book, which the proceeds go back to Joey Paw. But here's the best part. Boone was named the 2021 American Hero Dog at the American Humane Hero Dog Awards based on more than a million votes and a VIP panel of dog experts and celebrity judges. Impressive. Very impressive. What a well-deserved win for this inspiring pup. All of this bad stuff happened to him, and he turned out to be a winner, right? He sure did. And now that's something really good. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. It's always too soon to wrap the show, but before we go, we want to give you a preview for next week's show. So next week, we're talking about why using your pet's name on one of your technological devices is not really a secure move, and that May is Tick Awareness Month. Dr. Fleck, would you be so kind as to thank our guests? Yeah, special thanks to our guests, Beth Edelman and Steve Haskin. Of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Shampoos, skin and coat sprays, sunscreen, ear cleaner and supplements for your dogs and cats. And of course, Teva Brands, established because of the need to make it easier to care for your pets, your family and your home. We thank them very much. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you. Take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. My name is Mike Ruiz and I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada and now I live in New Jersey. The thing that made me fall in love with Oliver was the very first time I met him, he was being fostered by a friend of mine whom I was visiting. I opened the door to my friend's house and Oliver came running up to me, sat at my feet and looked up at me with the most beautiful, big, brown, soulful eyes. And within 24 hours, I had filled out all the paperwork and Oliver was my son. I've experienced a lot of discrimination with Oliver. We would walk down the street and people would literally cross the street. We you know when they would see us coming, you know, they saw like a menacing pit bull type dog. I just found it so baffling because Oliver was the sweetest, gentlest creature that I've ever met in my entire life. Sadly, I lost Oliver in August of 2018. I wanted to commemorate him in a way that was very meaningful. So I got this tattoo of him. It's just such an amazing thing. Knowing that I carry him in my heart, I now carry him on my arm. My name is Mike Ruiz, and Oliver and I are individuals.